Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 podcast. On today's show, the 15th of February, 2023, things for the Pac-12 go from bad to worse to desperate to just sad at this point with some recent news. Is it also better for ESPN if the Big 12 were to take Pac-12 schools? We'll explain a little bit of that on the show today. And also a look at some Big 12 hoops from last night. Big win for Oklahoma over K-State. K-State slide continues. And also Kansas, huge win over a surging Oklahoma State team to set up once again that three-team battle royale at the top of the league. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. It is that 15th of February, 2023. We are brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. We're over 3,300. Our goal is 3,400 by the end of February. You guys have been so great following this channel, liking the videos, leaving the comments. Always gives me a lot to think about. I appreciate that as well. Leave a comment letting me know what you all want to see on the show coming up here in the future as well. That is always, always uh, appreciate it. Make sure you guys find us wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. Uh, subscribe there as well. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12, and you guys can find me and tweet at me at Josh Neighbors underscore. So, uh, got some news today, uh, just actually an hour, basically an hour ago, from Brett McMurphy about the Pac 12. And really, t- today's show was going to focus on what the odds I thought were the Pac 12 stays together. And uh, against the odds, you know, the Big 12 goes and takes some of their schools. And I think with every passing day, it's almost a fool's errand to do it each day because each passing day, it feels like we get some worse news or bad news, I guess you could say, for the pack. And today it came via Brett McMurphy. 12.30 Eastern time uh, on February 15th, he said CBS and Turner are no uh, are currently no longer involved in Pac-12's media rights negotiations Sources told Action Network HQ. Uh, Brett McMurphy, obviously very reliable reporter. He nailed the Texas OU thing last week saying, no, negotiations are not dead. Just a little impasse right now. And lo and behold, they get the job done a couple days later. So Brett, all over this stuff. Um, But once again, we have to follow this timeline because it keeps growing. And you have, uh, you know, at least as of late, the article last week about, you know, Pac-12 not being able to find a deal and Pac-12 ADs, at least one of them, being upset. You then have the Big 12 clearing their hurdle of getting rid of Texas and Oklahoma and getting that deal out of the way, uh, and you know, which obviously then you know frees them up to start looking uh, at, at Pac-12 schools potentially. And then you have the news that comes out, or at least the Pac-12 statement, that says we're looking forward to this deal. It's signed by the Pac-12 schools, not George Klyavkov. It was just a desperate, weird, odd statement. We went over that statement on yesterday's show for all the reasons that just wasn't smart. Nobody was uh, struck by that statement. Nobody found that to be a compelling statement or a statement that made them feel better about the situation facing the Pac-12 conference right now in terms of their television deal. And now you get, you know, the news today that uh, at CBS and Turner are no longer involved. And while they were not the main players, it seems like, um, the one thing we have to note is the level of competition has gone down. So when we think about what's happening here, 
we have to think about it from the standpoint of who owns what and who would want to be involved in what, right? The SEC belongs to ESPN. The Big Ten belongs to Fox, CBS, and NBC, but predominantly uh, Fox and then CBS and NBC have a little bit of peace as well. Notre Dame, I'll chuck them in there. They belong to NBC for right now. And obviously ESPN has a lot of their games as well. The ACC long-term with ESPN. The Big 12, mostly ESPN, some Fox. You know, I forget what the split is now, but that split is going to be there still, you know, different kind of one coming up, the new TV deal. Pac-12 is TBD at the moment. And that's why it felt like a streaming uh, partner would be, you know, one of the main influences when it comes to this. Andrew Marchand over at the New York Post had said that, look, in his prediction, he thought it was going to be a combination of Amazon and ESPN. And also went on to say that he believes it is going to be like almost a 50-50 split or even more than 50% of their streaming. And Dennis Dodd said this too, uh, you know, of their conference package will be on streaming. So that is something that's obviously a major factor with all of this right now. And then you think about, okay, so CBS is losing their, you know, main package with, uh, with, the, uh, with the SEC. They also have some smaller conferences, but they did not get in on any of the other conferences and the PAC 12 was one there and they've said no. So now the question becomes who are ESPN and Amazon betting against? And I'm not saying there are other members there, but we've heard Fox is out. We've heard that now CBS and Turner are out. There are other streaming platforms out there, but Amazon and ESPN seem to be the two main factors. I have not heard about NBC's interest. Obviously, Fox could come back and be involved if they want to, but ESPN and Amazon are in a pretty nice spot right now. That is because um, who are they bidding against? The one problem that a lot of college athletics has, one of the problems that college athletics has, this happens in athletic departments all the time, is that um, athletic departments tend to bid against themselves when it comes to giving coaches contract extensions. For example, contract extensions ha- uh, you know, handed out to one Neil Brown. Who were you betting? Who, who were you bidding against? Who was going up against you to pay Neil Brown? Even better and uh, more recent examples, Mel Tucker at Michigan State. I know there are people talking about some schools, but it really didn't feel like he was going to leave. Tennessee's Josh Heupel is a great example. Was there an amazing, awesome job out there to where you needed to bid against um, you know, somebody else to, for Josh Heupel? No, Tennessee paid him a ton of money. Also, in the most recent example is the pay raise that Mike Norvell got at Florida State. Who was FSU bidding against? Nobody. Well, uh, the TV networks, they usually win. They do a great job. Now, they don't always win because some products, like the NFL, you know, they're a giant, the SEC, the Big Ten, they, they win a lot too, but so do the TV companies because of the amount of advertising they'll sell and involved with those games. Sure. Uh, but this situation, this there's the ESPN and Amazon are not going to look around and be like, we need to give the Pac-12 $35 million per school here. No, this that's not the case. And remember, their expectations were we want more than what the Big 12 got. Then they were gunning for what the Big 12 got. And now it's at a little bit of less than the Big 12, what the Big 12 got per school. And now I'm not even sure it's going to be, you know, if it even happens in the neighborhood. Because if you're ESPN and you're Amazon, Right now, like you kind of look around and be like, who else is at this party, right? Who else is at this negotiating table? Um, and so that means the price is being driven down because it's one less competitor. And how compelling is that product? I've been on this train for a long time. 
I've kept saying, I think they do get a deal done. The matter is just, it's an amount of money. And we're going to see, we're going to see the true value the Pac-12 places on being together and still being the Pac and academic excellence, conference of champions, what the price is, because that price can basically be measured by whatever they make per school up against whatever the Big 12 is making per school. That is going to be the way you can measure this because it sounds like there are avenues to where the Big 12, you know, or if these schools want to go to the Big 12, it would be in the same neighborhood pay-wise. That's what it feels like. And then once again, you factor in down the line, if you crush the Pac-12, the next time the television contracts come to uh, come to be, you're in a great spot. I ran this idea yesterday when I was working on SiriusXM by Andy Staples, who I really respect a lot and is smart at the athletic. I ran it by Gay Biker. I ran it by um, uh, uh, Adam Rittenberg the other day, and they all seem to be on board with this. There is massive value in crushing the Big 12 or the Pac-12 conference. I tweeted this out today. I feel bad for Pac-12 fans. I feel bad for people who are fans of Oregon State and Washington State and ASU and Arizona and Utah and Colorado because in the end of the day, all you all, a lot of you all, what you guys want to do is just watch your schools, watch them, you know, compete at a high level and do as well as they can and make their way through this thing that we call college athletics. That's what a lot of us want. There is a lot of animosity that's built up between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. I think a lot of it is because comments that George Klyavkov has made and the reaction is kind of, you know, it's it's spurred on, right? The shopping comments, you know, I think some of the attitudes maybe that have been, um, you know, I think the attitudes from some of the Pac-12 folks in the top brass, uh, some of them saying that, you know, the Pac, the Big 12 took a big discount and it hurt their value because the Big 12 took a discount. Once again, I don't think the Big 12 took a discount. You guys might out there might think the Big 12 schools are worth more than what they got, but I think the plan to get in early, to get the deal done for that price, it's a fair price. It's a good price per school. And also the way it undercut the Pac-12 is setting them up for future success. But I ran this idea by him. Hey, if you crush that Pac-12, if you get rid of them, there are three, and I'm going to keep saying this, guys, there are three conferences that will become uh, available on the market in the next 10 years because, because ACC is locked up till 2036, right? SEC, Big 10, and the Big 12 are really the power conferences because zombie Pac-12, we're seeing it now, current Pac-12, but super zombie Pac-12 is not going to fetch the same amount the Big 12 uh, you know, has. It's just not. Also, the Big 12, what the offer they can make, and I'm going to get into this a little bit more here, is that they can be another conference that offers games in all four time zones. I've been correct on this before, but time slots, right? If you have ASU, if you have Arizona, if you have Utah, if you have Colorado, if you have BYU, you may offer games all the time, right? Or at least late at night. Uh, if you have UCF, when you have Cincinnati, when you have West Virginia, Iowa State, K-State, I know people don't love the Midwest part of this country. They don't love those early kickoffs, but they're good for television. A lot of times you get to get to go on Big Fox with a lot of those games. It's important that we are on those big channels, right? Getting those big spotlights. So we have to factor that in there. Um, but you're offering inventory all day long on a college football Saturday. You can offer games that start at noon, 11 Central, 3.30, uh, 7, 7.30, 8, 10, 11, if you go all the way with some of the pack schools, you've got a chance to offer games 
in all of these time windows. And I think the one big thing the Pac-12 is still hanging on to is some of that late night programming. That's the one advantage that they have. But we're seeing right now that late night programming is not of super high concern or value. If it were, a deal would have been done. Which brings me to this point about does ESPN, uh, is it better for them, maybe even Fox, maybe even Amazon, if the Big 12 were to take Pac-12 schools? All right, I'll get to that point in a second. But first, quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook. I know football season is over, but you guys can bet on the odds for next football season over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. And folks, it's super easy to sign up. Uh, all you guys have to do is just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and they'll give you guys a sign up deal. I'm not sure what the new one is, but they'll give you guys a sign up deal. I'll tell you guys what it is there. Uh, it was that with the Super Bowl. Uh, they'll usually match your bets uh, as well. And also, that's where I'm getting my bread truck picks, guys. If you're not following me on Twitter, bread truck picks have been uh, straight fire this season. Uh, after Saturday, I was 17, 9, and 1 heading the day, 3 and 2 on the day. So we are. 20, 10, and 1 ATS. And I'm uh, placing those wagers over at the Vandal Sportsbook. Follow me if you guys want to at your own peril. Hopefully, you've been following me all season. Uh, 20, 10, and 1 on the year. So good result there with the bread truck picks. I get those odds from Vandal Sportsbook. America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment matter more with the Vandal Sportsbook. So as I said, I ran that idea by the guys. The idea that, hey, isn't this true? You are one of the four conferences or you know four power conferences at that point. That, uh, that are available. And also you're one of the three that become available in the next 10 years. Now, look, I think the ACC has got some more value than the big 12, just because you've got Clemson and you've got Miami and you've got FSU and you've got Virginia tech and you've got Virginia and you've got uh, my uh, um, Duke and you have got, you know, Carolina, there's just a lot of valuable brands that are in that league. Sure. Uh, but the big 12 is going to make more money than them because of how long that TV deal is for a little while. And so I think that when they come to market, they might be kind of roughly in the same places just because of that. So the opportunity is there in the next 10 years, who's going to market it's big 12, big 10. And then the, uh, you know, I know the PAC 12 is right now, but in this scenario, PAC 12 would be no more. And also, or maybe just zombie PAC 12 also SEC is there as well. So that is the long-term investment. That is the long-term opportunity that the big 12 could have here in this situation. And I think it's a good one. And, and this now brings it to where, um, is it better off for ESPN and company? Uh, is it better off if the Big 12 absorbs Pac-12 schools? And here's what I'm saying. Here's, here's the reason why I'm saying this. The Big 12 can become the one-stop shop for all of it. If you add those Pac-12 schools, the Big 12, like I mentioned, adds that late-night programming. So if you're ESPN and you got the ACC, and you've got the SEC, it's great, but still you have other places you have to fill, and you have those networks you want to fill too. The Big 12 does a good job of giving you matchups to put on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. Because of the nature of a lot of the matchups, right, there is variety every single weekend. There are games that can go everywhere every single weekend. There are good faith, uh, fan bases that will obviously buy the ESPN Plus subscription, and there are going to be games like TCU and Baylor, like uh, you know uh, TCU, and I know Oklahoma's not there, but TCU and Texas Tech, both games were on Big Fox this year. You know Oklahoma State uh, against BYU, things of that nature. You guys can put in a bunch of you know if you're ESPN, you can put in all of these different time slots. And you add the or you know you add Utah and Baylor you know you add them to the fray, right? Utah, Colorado, ASU, Arizona, 
You are now putting everything, you know, that's the movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, that's what the Big 12 can offer. Everything Everywhere All at Once. We can offer games in the morning, games in the evening, uh, you know, all kinds of obviously great basketball as well. And so what you do there is you're going to be end up, you're going to end up cutting out some schools of this situation, right? If you add uh, Arizona, Arizona State, if you add uh, Utah and Colorado and hell, maybe even you add uh, Oregon and Washington on. Now, look, you're still not cutting out too much fat. So it's just two schools, Washington State and Oregon State there at that point. But also, I think the more schools you get together, I don't think the price is going to go up necessarily. I just think it's going to be more of a bargain because it's more of a one-stop shop. Uh, it's more teams, it's tons of inventory, and it's available at all those time windows. So as opposed to negotiating two deals, you know, uh, you know, you're, let's just say the Big 12, what's going to be, it's a 12-team league, and you have the Pac-12, 10-team league, as opposed to 22 schools at, you know, 30, uh, what is it? I mean, I'm not sure what the final values would be. You know, 22 schools and you're paying out $35 million a school, maybe you can get, you know, 16 and it is 22, yeah, 22 for 35. Maybe you get 16 for 30 million a pop, right? Or whatever it is, or that number goes down. You know, I think there is a massive value, at least this time around, there's a chance of doing that. And look, I don't think the Big 12, even with those Pac-12 schools, replaces where the SEC and the Big 10 are. But what I do think it does is it's it's such a big block of schools that have had success at the division one level, whether you know, in, in football and basketball and baseball and all those other things that they're basically impossible to ignore. Like if Oregon and Washington joined the Big 12, you cannot ignore a league that's got that many teams, right? You know, I think they might even go to eight. I guess if they added the six teams, it'd be an 18-team league, right? That's they'd be at that point in time if they added the six coming in from over there. I'm not sure they go all the way with six, but I'd be super interested to see what it looks like with four if they added those four in, just become that one-stop shop. I don't know. Maybe some Pac-12 schools hang on. I think it's very, very interesting right now uh, where we are going with all of this. But I, I think it's worth noting and considering, could this be a better deal? Because, you know, if you're going to pay, if you're ESPN, you know, do you want to pay essentially for, and I'm not even saying it's just going to be all them with the big 12 schools, right? But would you rather just have a slice of the new big 12 or a slice of the Pac-12 and the Big 12, because the Big 12 could basically serve all of your needs at once, um, and you can get the part of the Pac-12 that you really want. The thing that the ESPN and, and, and you know all these companies most definitely want is probably Oregon, Washington for the ratings, the views, but really it's that inventory for the later night games. And if you can go there in one place and get it, why would you go somewhere else and have to haggle and negotiate? Uh, you know, and, and, you know, for once again, what is going to be a zombie conference, you wouldn't do it, you know, unless it was a great deal to pay a lot less money and there's still inventory there that you want. But the Big 12 can basically just become a one-stop shop for all of that. And then you own a little piece of everything everywhere. And I think also if the Big 12 added all of that, you would see a television deal from the Big 12 the next time around that is more akin to what the Big 10 has. Because you have 18 teams, you can offer all kinds of inventory to everybody. You can service an NBC if an NBC wanted to have games all day long around their Notre Dame and their Big Ten football games, right? You could service a Fox. Fox already loves the competition of the Big 12 now. They, you know, they're, they're still available and they're still hearing this. You might say, hey, here's a little portion for Fox. If the streamers want to get involved because they've seen the success 
of ESPN Plus, and I think ESPN might take some inventory for ESPN Plus as well. But if the streamers want to get involved, maybe you give Amazon a piece. Maybe you give CBS a piece for CBS uh, Sports, uh, you know, CBS, CBS Sports, and Paramount Plus, right? Um, you are in a position there to distribute all of these games because you've got so many schools and you've got them in so many places that everybody can get a piece of the action. And so maybe it's not, we want, you know, maybe it's not Fox and ESPN get all of it, but maybe it's three or four where you're involved, you're in business with all of these places because, you know, you can offer something that they want. And look, you know, maybe ESPN wants a couple big games, and then they want a couple games uh, just to put late night. Sure, great. Maybe Amazon comes in and says, <coughs> excuse me, we want your big games. We'll pay extra for your big games. All right, sure. We'll service you. You'll definitely get some of our top tier uh, picks when it comes to our conference. Fox says, all right, we want three or four games. You know, We want uh, two games a week that we can put around our coverage or one game a week. You know, the third pick in the Big 12 that we can put in on NBC every single week as a part of our three slots of football, right? Notre Dame, uh, the Big Ten game at night, and also a third game. You become almost this a la carte option. And look, I hate to put it that way, but that's maybe the best future for this league, right? After being gutted, going that direction, that could be the best possible thing. You haven't been, you know, instead of being pigeonholed in the Midwest, they've done a great job expanding. But I think Brett Yormark's vision is not saying we share the same vision, but how do you not think that this is interesting as an a la carte option where, look, maybe somebody doesn't want to buy at all, right? But, uh, you know, if, if you're, it, once again, you're like a buffet here. You've got the cinnamon rolls and you've got the waffles and you've got the chicken and then you've got the fruit. If somebody just wants the fruit, you know, if somebody wants the egg whites, like you're this amazing breakfast buffet that offers everything and also, hey, We'd love to have some of that basketball content. You guys are putting on banger matchups. Houston versus Arizona, Oregon versus Kansas, uh, you know, West Virginia against Oklahoma State, you know, it can just go on ESPN Plus. And that's a probably a, a great matchup between two teams that are most likely in the tournament. But you know what? We just need a program and can put it on. I mean, ESPN's so lucky that they've got all of these Big 12 games between potential tournament teams, most likely tournament teams, every single night. They can just toss in their networks and the fans watch them and they're good games and they're, you know, they're putting their big broadcast crews on them. Um, and so that's where I think this direction is. I think the direction that we're heading right now is, you know, the kind of the best case scenario down the line is like the Big 12 can offer everything to all of these companies if they end up being bigger. Because once again, not, I don't think two companies are going to want an 18 team league, but three, four, five, they might want all of, you know, they're, they're going to be folks out there who are going to want part of this program. Now you might think, okay, well, are they going to have too much programming? Maybe, maybe it is, but if you're in a battle for third tier rights, we had jacks at the price because all you know, Amazon wants some of them, ESPN Plus, Paramount Plus. They want a way to drive those subscriptions. And I promise you, the Big 12 conference has helped drive subscriptions. Why do you think they're putting the good basketball games on there? Because they know that we will all go there and watch, guys. It's a must for Big 12 fans, to be honest. I've enjoyed it this year a lot too. So I, I want to throw that out there. So I think the idea that the Big 12 poaching Pac 12 schools might be better for all for the conference itself and also television networks because they can come then and pick and choose. Now, obviously, you know, pricing is going to be something that there. It's interesting, but you know, you're not in a place where you're trying to gouge certain networks. And I think that maintains really good relationships, keeps options open and can be really healthy 
if you become this thing that offers something for a little bit, you know, for everybody like that buffet that I talked about. So I think it would be in TV networks, best interest and the big 12's best interest. If they could become uh, a larger league with that, obviously tracking this, but the things go from bad to worse, uh, you know? And so this is why the TV companies might want the big 12 to expand because they become this awesome a la carte option that can be something that helps, uh, you know, go around some of their stuff. And I mentioned CBS, they have their, they're going to get a big 10 game. You can put some big 12 on it around it as well. So you have more power five league too. All right. Uh, one more break. And then we've got some basketball to hit on, on today's show. All right, let's get to it. Some hoops coming up right here. That break was for the audio listeners, by the way, uh, coming up right here. Some basketball from last night. couple things. Number one, KU, big win over Oklahoma State. This win just pretty clearly gets them closer now to what I think a lot of us thought uh, that we would get. And I, I've been basically saying that we're going to get this, so I'm glad that we actually got it, making good on my promises. Uh, we are getting that three-way battle royale atop the Big 12 conference, and now it has come to pass. Nine and four, nine and four, nine and four are Kansas, Texas, and Baylor. They all have remaining games against each other. Uh, and they've opened up a one and a half game gap to Iowa State at this point in time. But it does not feel like Iowa State's in a position right now. They're going to make a pass at seven and six. It's K-State. They feel like they're on the way down. Oklahoma State's loss last night put them out of the picture. And TCU trying to get healthy. But I thought it was an impressive win last night from the way that Kansas State, or Kansas rather, got out ahead and then kept themselves ahead, especially in that second half, they're able to use a couple of nice runs to get themselves uh, going in that game and scoring, excuse me, 87 points on a really good defense is super challenging, especially think about the fact they shot 54% from the floor, 36 from three and another big night, uh, you know, obviously for Jalen Wilson, as always, you know, being in double figures, like, I mean, actually wasn't even that good last night, but I thought the, this is the best game that we've seen Grady Dick play 26 points, three assists, three boards, two steals, just doing a little bit of everything last night. Dwan Harris was steadying the ship, five points, nine assists. And then Kevin McCuller, they need more of this from him. I know he got banged up uh, in the game. There were, there were a couple guys, I think, uh, you know, guys who went down this game, um, but McCuller, you know, his performance, 15 points on six of nine, shooting to go with eight rebounds, had a massive impact on this game as well. So they did a great job on the defensive end. Uh, you know, I know Oklahoma State was able to score some, a great night for Caleb Boone, but the offense on one side was just better. That, that was the big story in this game. The offense for Kansas was just better, and they're in the spot. I think they belong tied atop the league. And one more result, K-State continues to falter. It's been a rough go for them as of late. Uh, and last night was no different. 79-65, they get beat, and they were outscored. Uh, you know, it was a tie game at halftime. That second half, things just got a little sideways, and Oklahoma was able to open up a big lead. Huge night for Grant Sherfield, 22 points, and they get themselves back at 500. Tournament, probably not in play for this team, but the, the big key for Oklahoma is play as good as you can going into the Big 12 tournament and try to make something happen there. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. So next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.